0: radios.com, check, check, by two-way radios.com. recorded almost live Rock Hill, South Carolina, it's the two-way radio show. Welcome to the Two Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. And I'm Danny Feemster. And this is the podcast about two way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using your two way radios in a foreign country. We'll discuss the compatibility challenges, the risks of using radios purchased domestically in a foreign nation, and the potential liabilities of buying radios from international retailers for use in the U.S. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. Many of our customers purchase personal radios for general use when traveling or on vacation, such as on a cruise, a weekend hike, a camp out, or a road trip. There's usually no question that they'll work just fine domestically. But what about taking radios to another country? Are they allowed? Are they universal? Will they even work?
1: Great questions. Great questions. But first, we need to address why Anthony's not here.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Or at least acknowledge that Anthony's not
1: here. Anthony's not here. (laughs) Anthony is not here for the second episode in a row. So um, we're acknowledging Anthony. So, yeah, we've acknowledged Anthony. And now on to the topic at hand. You're traveling. You've got this radio. You want to know, can you take it with you on your trip?
0: Will they work in another country? they, They will work technically speaking they'll work any, they'll,
1: radio, yeah, if, any radio yeah any radio they'll will work. work here wherever here may be for you they will work there wherever you know, there may be for you did
0: you know believe it or not we do get questions a lot from people saying will my radios work in this country or that country thinking that you know these radios are only good for the US and then when you get them outside the US somehow the airwaves are different Right. <laughs> it's like the those frequencies are, in the airwaves are different, and the radios will no longer function. And that's and that's not true. Uh,
1: well, I've seen that question quite a few times myself, and yeah, I always think: Do you are you asking what it sounds like you're asking, or are you asking, or should you be asking something else? I think the right question is: Am I allowed to use these radios? Yeah, that's really the, the and, question, right? Because the, the radio is going to work, unless you're using, I don't know, some you know, local repeater wherever you are, and you're taking your radio to another place that's not within range of that repeater. I digress. <laughs> Most likely, your radios, are get, they, if they work in one place, they're going to work in another place.
0: The airwaves are the same everywhere around the world, as far as the physical
1: airwaves. The thing is, though, your radio may be programmed to transmit on a frequency that is not legal to operate on in the place that you're taking the radio.
0: And that's a different question entirely.
1: Yes, every country in theory has an agency that regulates what frequencies are assigned to what purpose. And in the United States, we call that agency the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission. And the FCC has they have this huge spectrum plan, And they say, for example, 450 to 470 megahertz is allocated to the business band. So it's able to be used by licensed users. And in order to get a license, you have to meet these uh, restrictions, which are you're going to use it for business operations and the transmitter can't be over this power, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in other countries, well, first of all, there's a lot of overlap between other there, countries. There, there is there's mm-hmm. overlap. The hams, I believe, for ham frequencies, there's, I believe, with ham frequencies, um, for the most part, there's a lot of agreement mm-hmm. uh, on what frequencies are are able to use. Especially for some of the the um, like really long range frequencies mm-hmm. where you you see, um, you know, like thirty meter, forty meter, those types of frequencies. Um, yeah, you yeah, have an agency like
0: the ITU, which is an international uh, agency that does that.
1: Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that in this this episode. Even yeah. though there's a lot of similarities and overlap there, we're, we're mainly talking about, can I take my Baofeng UV5R in my mm-hmm. luggage when I go on my um, mountain climbing trip to Mount Everest?
0: Well, you know, even uh, more common is the question, can I take my FRS and GMRS radios with me to such and such a country? That, that, and that, that does get tricky because FRS and GMRS are, are, really, um, services that are, are really services that are allocated to certain frequ- specific frequencies here in the U.S. by the FCC, but those frequencies may or may not be used um, the same way in any other country, like, say, in the U.K., like here right. we have FRS and GMRS, in the UK and in
1: Europe they have PMR four forty six, right? And which PMR that system solves the same problem as GMRS mm-hmm. using different frequencies and different rules.
0: Right, right. So it's not all all universal. And speaking of which, CB radios that gets that gets a little confusing right there because we we have CB radios here which are um, using using frequencies and the AM band, and, and and we have 40 channels that are specifically for use on those for the CB service. And in the US, uh, that's CB radio. Um, some other countries also have CB radio, what they call CB radio, but it's it's very different. It, it, some of it's slightly different, some of it's completely different from what we're using here in the US. So you can't necessarily take your CB radio that you're using in the US and use them on the same band of frequencies on uh you know somewhere else in another country That's because they're they're, yeah. di- they're different. It's it's a CB radio's yeah, it's it's the yeah, same I was, term I was but not different aware of that. stuff, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, it, a lot of people don't realize that. So they'll say, oh, pack a CB radio, you know, and it's...
1: I learned something today. Are, are there shared... I mean, I guess it depends on the country.
0: Depends Depends on the country, I guess. Um, I don't know that much about CB radios in some other countries. I just... I do know this because I, I don't travel abroad much. I, in fact, I don't really don't travel abroad much at all. Uh, you know, I, I stay at home <laughs> pretty much, but... Um, I literally stay at home pretty much. Uh, but, uh, you know, I do understand that uh, that CB radio is, uh, you know, same term, just a different – pretty much a different radio in some places.
1: Now, um, in my traveling, where I, I do um – go on cruises, um, I don't know, every couple of years or so that we'll do that. And um, on a cruise, you see a lot of people using two-way radios. And and I guess that's primarily because cell phones either don't work on a cruise yeah. or they're extremely expensive to use on a cruise. Um, but people will use two-way radios. Usually it's GMRS, FRS type radios. Um, and uh, it's interesting because I mean, a cruise will take you to usually some tropical location in Mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. If it's a cruise I'm doing, like uh, Bahamas or some place like that, people don't hesitate to get off of the boat with the radios. I'll take Mm -hmm. them with them on excursions. And uh, now, I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think there's any kind of uh, enforcement or. Well, there are some countries that really don't have any rules about it. Right. And, and it may be that because these countries are so close to the US, they've adopted the same rules as us. Mm-hmm. But um, when I'm on a cruise, I see people using um, regular GMR, the types of radios yeah. you can buy us, at buy 2 They're using those same radios in other countries now. However, that does not mean they're legal. I don't mm-hmm. know what the rules are in the Bahamas or um, any other Caribbean country for using um two way radios. I've never looked it up. Um I, I don't see a lot of enforcement there, but you should look it up.
0: Well, you know, uh we did touch on we did touch on taking radios on cruises in uh in an early episode of the two way radio show some years ago, cruising with radios, that's what it was. But a lot of what we were talking about was using the radios on the cruise ship, not right. so much at the port of destination because on the cruise ship, a good deal of the time you're in international waters. So, you know, international law applies. Right. It's, 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 it's not a big game, of a deal. Yeah. Free game in international on international
1: waters, waters. but radios could also be super useful once you're docked. Like uh, mm-hmm. let's say, for example, uh, you're in Nassau, Bahamas, you, your boat stops, you get off, there's a port there right mm-hmm. outside the boat. And, um, if if you're there with your family, like maybe I want to go to the bar and uh, to sit at the craft uh, brewery, and uh, have a few drinks while you know my wife is over shopping a couple streets over, and our cell phones don't work because of course we're in the Bahamas and we're yeah. not using yeah. uh, the cell phones because they're three dollars a minute or whatever. Um, radios are super useful for that. Oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Almost more useful than on the boat, I would say, because you know you've got a, a deadline for a time. You've got to be back on the ship. You've, you've got to coordinate. Uh, you know where is everybody? Um, mm-hmm. Same situation as, as on the boat a lot, but um, you know it, there there are legalities that have to be considered. Yeah, there there are, and it's important to to consider them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you're into that kind of thing, can definitely consider them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. We, I I don't know what the rules are and there there's rules for every other country. I'm simply telling you to be aware that there are rules to be conscious of where you're going Mm is worth putting in the time before you leave to do a little research and figure out if, if number one, can your radios be used once you get there and number 2 what are the the consequences if you break a law and so i mean if you mm-hmm. if you take uh if if you're taking an FRS radio to the bahamas i don't think that anyone's going to say anything to you i mean disclaimer 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 <laughs> no one please don't sue me if you get thrown in bahamas prison but it's a it's a wild card. It, re, it really is. But, but see, I you think we're I looking people- up like earlier. North Korea. If you try yeah. to take your GMRS radio to North Korea with you, you could face serious consequences. They monitor yeah. a lot of communications there, and it's it's a serious crime. It seems mm-hmm. to use radios in countries like that.
0: Well, even in the case of like amateur, you know, you consider that amateur radio is a universal thing, and people talk all over the world to each other on amateur radios. But what a lot of people in the United States don't realize is that there are some countries where uh, it's a little, it's a lot more difficult to get your ham license in some of those countries than it is uh, here in the United States. Um, You know, in in Middle Eastern countries, in Middle Eastern countries, they're very, very strict on. On that on using radios and ham radios and licensing Uh, a couple of the countries as you just mentioned north korea is one another one yemen they don't issue uh they don't grant ham radio licenses to to any other citizens uh, as far as i know at least last i heard and there are a few other countries that are that are like that they're they're very very you know they really control they want to control that uh you know any line of communications and in the ham world you know, the communications are pretty open, and there are some countries that don't like that. They don't like that, that uh Yeah, I, you know, I can that, seriously that, imagine that if, you're,
1: if you're a government that's trying to keep tabs on your citizens' communications, then you probably wouldn't like ham radio because yeah. with ham radio, you've got ways to even send digital information and data oh, yeah. over the airwaves in, in ways that are, would be really hard to be monitored.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you know, what a lot of people don't, they take for granted here in the United States is that, yes, we do have the FCC, we definitely have rules, and the FCC does enforce, well, (laughs) I'm not going to get on that bandwagon right now, but the FCC does um, have very strict um, penalties for Mm -hmm. breaking those rules uh, when they choose to, to enforce them. But that's the key, is that in this country, a lot of people are used to the FCC being somewhat lax in their enforcement. And yeah, oftentimes the, the FCC, uh, unless someone is specifically complaining about someone breaking the rules, they generally don't really enforce them for the most part when it comes to consumer radios. But you know, of course, if you get caught, if the FCC does come after you, they really come after you. Oh, <laughs> there's, yeah. no, there's no you doubt about it. You get a
1: stern warning. And and then and ninety uh, days uh, to comply,
0: and then a hefty hefty fine if you don't. Uh, a lot of money, a lot more than a lot of us can, afford, more than I can afford, that's for sure. But you know, we we take that for granted here in this country that the FCC is going to be a lot more forgiving and lax about that thing. And so the natural assumption is, well, I can take my radios to another country, and it'll be the same same sort of thing it it won't be a problem unless i get caught now there are some countries my understanding uh there are some countries that do um you know treat the the their rules that way uh there's some that that really are kind of uh lax i i know was in a discussion with um with someone in the forums and he's from the uk and and he was talking about how yeah they'll they'll go after you but they really don't you know there are a lot of things that they don't really uh, pursue unless they're really compelled to do that and uh, there are some countries that are like that but then there are other countries that are very very strict and they watch everything you know they're, they're listening on everything you know eagle eyes and you know eagle ears whatever and they they are they are very quick. Very quick to, to, to,
1: to, to jump on you. I think that there are probably a few considerations there, like um, how free, I guess, the country is. Like a, yeah, a, a restrictive probably. government is probably going to make it less likely that uh, your radio are going to be allowed or that there are going to be fewer restrictions on your radio. So if, if you're going to a place with a more restrictive government, you, you should certainly check before you bring your radios into that country. Mm -hmm. I would imagine, and again, I'm kind of speculating here. This isn't my area. Check your local laws. I would imagine that a a country that doesn't have a lot of pull economically, like a small country with a Mm -hmm. a low GDP, would probably be more likely to adopt the rules of a larger country. Um, Simply because like, Let's take the Bahamas for an, as an example. We were talking about them earlier. If the Bahamas decided, well, our business frequency range is going to be 500 to 520 instead of 450 to 470, probably very few radio manufacturers are going to be interested in making special product just for the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Bahamas is probably in – they're probably better off just adopting the United States rules because then – there's a whole world of product that are that will already work for these requirements right, right. instead of forcing manufacturers to come up with something specific to to your quirky rules.
0: But then again, there's uh, there are places like North Korea, which you know, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, I think that falls more know, into the know, restrictive government yeah, category yeah. than
1: than the low GDP category. <laughs>
0: well, a little of both, <laughs> I think, right. but but um in any case i i I would say the
1: restrictive government trumps low gdp
0: well (laughs) i I would i I don't know where i'm going with that pun but (laughs) it works i would say that um it's very, very important to to do your homework first before you take your radios out of the country anywhere now um it's easy to Google it up. I did it in a few cases. In fact, I, I have a, a list here of some, you know, of some agencies and other countries that I Googled up to see what their rules were. And the most important thing. It wasn't hard
1: to do. Yeah. No, it seems like the most important thing and the place to start is where you're going somewhere, figure out what their what that country's equivalent of the FCC yeah. is. But so, I know what the rules are. So you would want to um, probably search, like, for example, you. Um, New Zealand radio licensing, or mm-hmm. New Zealand radio communications, to find out that, um, or to find out what the New Zealand equivalent of the FCC is,
0: which is the radio spectrum management. Um, you know, Australia has their Australian Communications and Media Authority. Canada has Industry Canada. Uh, India has the Ministry of Communications and Information Technology. You know, Japan has theirs. The EU has theirs. Um, A lot of countries will have them, and while not every country will have them, as we mentioned already, you can Google up or you can do a search and find information on those.
1: Let's hit some of the highlights. Like, what what is the Europe one?
0: Uh, The Europe one would be the European Radio Communications Office or the ERO. How about the UK? UK it's it's ofcom and, and that would be ofcom.org and that's uh that's one I know somewhat I don't know all the rules but I, I am familiar somewhat with the organization with with the agency with ofcom because uh it's mentioned often in the forums in our forums because a number of our um members in the forums are from the UK right so uh you we actually get a lot of people from the uk and from australia and canada and in other countries in our two-way radio forum by the way uh it's it's really more of a universal forum than than one might think and uh it's it's i've learned some things i've learned some things yeah from we need there.
1: to talk about the two-way radio forum um yeah i i definitely want to talk about the two-way radio forum because we promised on the last episode that we would but yeah um before we put the taking your two-way radios to another country topic to bed, I want to briefly mention about uh, buying radios on international sites, which is mm-hmm. sort of like maybe the opposite problem that we've been talking about here. We see a lot of people who buy radios direct from like Alibaba mm-hmm. or AliExpress, those Chinese websites and have them shipped directly to the U.S., and even you, on eBay, which has become quite an international website on its own. And on Amazon, I believe you can buy direct from yes. foreign dealers now. Yep. Um, which is fine. But you need to be aware if you're buying a radio that sometimes the dealers shipping radios into the U.S. may not have radios that comply with U.S. rules. Um, this may not be a concern for you, but it probably should be. Like w- what we see, uh, for example, uh, we buy radios direct from Ocean. Mm-hmm. Ocean is a Chinese company that sell radios across the world. And we have to be sure before we import the radios that they're set up a certain way that allow them to be programmed on the frequencies that the FCC sets up. Mm hmm. What can happen is if you buy a radio direct from a foreign dealer, you may get a radio that's configured for a different market. And when that happens, there are um, there are a few things, like um, perhaps it won't work with the programming software that you're trying to use.
0: That can happen.
1: Um, like if you've got programming software that's pre-configured for the U.S. market, you may get an error, right? And, and that's usually correctable, but it's going to take some legwork by you. Um, but the other thing is you may get a radio that's not compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Chances are, uh, you're not ever going to get, you're not ever going to hear anything about it, but you want to, you want to avoid being non compliant. So, um, just double check before you purchase from those vendors to make sure that you're getting a radio that, uh, is the U.S. version or the, the version that's appropriate for the market that you're going to be using the radio in.
0: Now, of course, as you just said, many of these may not be approved or type accepted for use in the U.S., and especially if they were, they were made for uh, primarily an Asian market or European market, something like that. But, you know, there's a really simple way to to resolve that, to, to make sure that that you are buying radios that are uh, type acceptor, approved for use in, in your own country, and in, in this case, the U.S., and that is to buy from uh, a domestic dealer, a U.S. dealer. Buy your radios from the U.S. dealer, and you're more apt to you know. Rick, some And some some dealers maybe not, you know. Rick, but,
1: do you have a recommendation for a dealer that people can buy their radios from? <laughs> do I? <laughs> Perhaps a promo code? Uh, Perhaps I'm a little biased here. <laughs>
0: But, um, well, obviously, if if you're in the U.S., you can buy from buy2wayradios.com. We're located in the United States, and our radios are compliant, FCC type accepted. We're compliant for use on the frequencies
1: The the – Yeah, our radios are compliant for for the U.S. market. (laughs) We 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 sort of do the legwork for you uh, ahead of time, so you don't really have to worry about that. And uh, plus, your purchase will help support the show that you're listening to right now.
0: Absolutely. And save
1: 5% with uh, promo code show.
0: Oh, you, you beat me to that. I know. Yeah, use, I use promo code you, show you and you make a purchase and, and you can save 5% on, on your order.
1: Now, on to the next topic. I wanted to mention again, like I promised I would on the last episode, the two-way radio forum. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't hear the last episode, well, first of all, shame on you. Go back. Listen to the last episode. Well, on our last episode, we mm-hmm. talked quite a bit about the two-way radio forum, and we said we would mention a few things on this episode. But before I get to that, uh, I just want to make sure for those of you who haven't listened to the last episode, um, we normally mention our two-way radio forum like at the end of, of all of our episodes is a do. hey keep in touch with us go to our forum whatever and sometimes much more quickly than i than we should right um i really want to stress now to go check out the forum if you're listening to the show go check out two wayradioforum.com because we've recently upgraded it we've moved from a, an ancient version of the v bulletin software we've converted everything over we're now running a very modern Discourse platform, and uh, I, I really like the new platform. I really I like, like the too. new software. It's very clean. Uh, people seem to be enjoying it. We're getting more activity than we did before. Uh, so if you're into two-way radios, and clearly you are, <laughs> go check out twowayradioforum dot com. But uh, on the last episode, we sort of made that same spiel, but we talked about how. Got an email from someone who basically uh, hated us. Hates the new forum. Then we're happy with our changes. Oh no! I mean, they I, they sent in an email complaining about. We, we look. We moved over to the new forum. We I tried very very hard to do things the right way. I got uh, the discourse platform set up. I migrated all the data over. Still, I like I like the discourse platform, but of course, you can't just switch the the platform on everybody that have been using the forum and and all this. So we invite a few of our Mm -hmm. frequent posters over to check out the. we built a beta site. Basically, and we invited a bunch of our frequent posters over to post in the beta site and check it out and look for bugs, look for issues. We got good feedback. Then we invited – we sent an email out to all of our members of the forum, inviting them to the beta site to check it out. Um, Everybody
0: everybody loved it, and they said, yeah, do it.
1: Really went out of our way to make sure everyone was happy Mm -hmm. and uh, to make sure that everybody liked this new platform. I mean, we got zero complaints.
0: Yeah, we made absolutely sure that it was – that everybody was happy with us
1: before we flipped the switch. And then we flipped the switch. And then like a week later, this guy writes us and says, hey, I I hate your site, basically. (laughs) And uh, then I responded very nicely saying, you know, I addressed some of his specific issues. And then he wrote us back saying, no, you you guys are all terrible. And uh, please delete me. And I'm going to remove all the links from anywhere I posted about you. taking
0: all my toys and go home. Yeah.
1: And... Anyway, last episode, I promised I would read that email, and now I'm going to break my promise because we looked at it. and Basically, this guy emailed us directly. He didn't post it anywhere publicly. And I, I don't feel right about reading his email on the air without his permission. So... I'm pretty sure he's not going to give us his permission.
0: Because <laughs> it would have been fun to read this. Yeah,
1: it would have been fun. And and I know I talked it up on the last episode, but now I'm I'm not going to read it because it wouldn't be fair to this guy to read a private email on the air.
0: But what we can do is discuss his issues pretty much because it's something that is uh well it it it's relevant to the forum. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, we can't read this. No,
0: we're not going to read it, but we can basically say, look, he, he didn't like uh, the way uh, – uh, he, he didn't like it. <laughs> That's yeah. the nutshell. He didn't like it. I think we can safely say that.
1: No, I mean, I didn't mind that he didn't like it. What, what I thought was funny was that he was just it's so rude about it. He I mean, really it was- didn't like it. I mean, he he doesn't like anything about it, or us, or you know our families, or you know our friends. <laughs> he, <laughs> he hates it all. But oh, I, I can't, I can't read it because it's uh, it wouldn't be right. It,
0: it this I I know this 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 hits you personally because I know you put in a lot of work. Uh, leading up to moving the forums over and it's something that we talked about for a long time about uh, okay we're going to upgrade the current forum just for for an upgrade or we're going to go ahead and move to a completely different platform and in the end that's what we did we moved to a completely different platform and that was a lot more involved than than what people might think there was a lot of of time and planning and work late nights uh, putting all this together, involved in doing it, and you know I know it's 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 kind of it. it um, and I've been through that before, where I, where I put a lot into something, and then somebody comes along and says, "I I, I, I didn't uh, well, like I, it," and then it's like, well, "I did all this for look, you guys." <laughs> look, I I really don't you know, care
1: that people don't like it. I mean, if you put care. I, if you, you, you put something <laughs> out publicly. You put yourself out publicly like we're doing on a podcast. Or you're like going to get haters. On, on our, exactly. You, yeah. you realize going in that there's going to be people that don't like what you're doing. Yeah. I just thought this was funny, and I'm, I was was going to read it, and uh, now I'm not. But <laughs> trust me, it would have been funny. And now we built it up too much. You know? Yeah, now, we,
0: we did. Now yeah. I
1: can never read it. Even if somebody writes in with, well, read technically it, read, you read can it. read it because uh, of this, this, and the I can't read it now because we built it up way too much and it'll never meet expectations. Right? And then now you said you we couldn't read it. So, we guess we have to stick to that. But I'm saying if somebody <laughs> let's pretend someone writes us an email saying, "Look, you know, you you do say uh, that you are anything you send could be read publicly, you know. If, if they found the, you know, if they gave me the moral loophole that I'm looking for to read this, I still wouldn't read it at this point because you know, now we have built it up too much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now it would uh, we're continuing to build it up. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're even is now so this insult- moment so insultingly we're funny. We're still building it up. That uh, <laughs> you know what we should do one day? We should read all of the negative YouTube comments that we get. Because it, well, that would be fun. You really have to have thick skin to put yourself you're, on YouTube. You
0: really do, but then people expect that, and, and it's almost like a rite of passage. If you don't get any negative comments or trolls on a YouTube video, you're just not you're just not out there. And so that's it's yeah, it's it's a rite of passage. It's it's like hey, I've made it on YouTube. If I get people trolling and uh, trolling my videos and and saying you know. Uh, they, they don't like them or whatever they want to do or whatever they want to say. What's our them, rule on that?
1: I know you do the, a lot of the moderating on our YouTube channel. Do you? If you see yeah. a, a particularly insulting YouTube comment, do you remove it or do you let it go?
0: Okay. Where I draw the line, because I I mean, look, we we can take negative comments and I, I don't think it'd be fair. But, you know, this I believe in free speech, and within you know reason, uh, the, the, the free Sure, we're putting is, ourselves out there. Yeah, we get we, free speech. Criticism's fine. So I'm not. I'm not going to um, remove a comment just because they it was a negative comment, and and you can attest to that if you go look at our <laughs> Baofeng, uh our Baofeng in a box video, our. our uh, Uh, Uh Oh, the the haters. Oh, wow. That was was rough. Or the first MXT100 video that that we did. Oh, they didn't didn't like like, that one? That was mixed. Some people liked it, and then other people didn't like it, (laughs) which I thought was very unfair in the sense that those people were talking about all the stuff that it didn't have that it should have had. Where the fact is that here was Midland that they didn't have to put out a radio at all. <laughs> they didn't have to put out uh, this this uh, micro mobile at all, and they they did. And uh, you know, people should have been happy. Like, hey, look, we finally got a GMRS micro mobile. Yeah. No, we we got a GMRS micro mobile, but doesn't have this and this and this and
1: this and this. So I'm going to hate it. Um, you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of to my to opinion, opinion. That's unfair. On like this this email for, uh, where we get negative emails. it's like. The forum is free. I mean, you don't you don't have to use the forum.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, a free forum. There's plenty of forums. Go
1: find another one. If
0: <laughs> You don't like <laughs> I it? I mean, if you don't but, like it, what? but it's
1: it's it's not
0: like uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some people I think he was just a troll, but uh, to answer your question about uh where I draw the line. Uh and this comes back from years and years of doing uh working on BBSs and forums and things like that i draw the line where it becomes um, uh, personal, you know, if there are personal attacks on somebody that you know is is wrong, that goes beyond what they should be commenting about on the video. I mean, look, if you like the video, like the video. If you hate the video, hate the video. But uh, if you're going to attack people personally or get vulgar about attacking somebody personally on a personal level, Um, That has nothing to do with the video. Let me give you an example. or or, or, Let's say also if you're going to be – let's say if you're you're going to spout some kind of hatred thing like, you know, if it has to do with anti, you know. Yeah, yeah. uh, We get it. If you're hateful hateful or your personal attacks, you're out. Yeah.
1: What I want is where's your line? Like, let's say – what if somebody just says – you don't know what you're talking about i've seen that one before yeah i leave it up you'd leave that up i
0: leave it up now if somebody came across and said hey you're you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny that 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 i take out because it's a personal that's a personal attack and okay. it has a, a, nothing to do with with whether you liked or didn't like the video it's just they're just being mean you know if it's if it's something that's done purely out of meanness and hate and and uh that's then I'll take it out and and I have removed a few of those now the other one that I'll remove is if somebody is being obviously um like if they're trying to make some sort of um for instance a sexual overly sexual uh comment about it and that sort of thing where it's being vulgar
1: I'll I'll take right, out the that, vulgarities that, that, that I'll, I'll 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 remove look we're we're not putting out adult content here. We're, yeah. we're trying to, you know, we want anybody of all ages to be able to buy our radios. Exactly, so, And we're linking to these videos from our website. You, you don't want to be one click away from a bunch of vulgarities or something that's going to yeah. be distasteful. So that, that makes sense to me. So That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Once again, I, you know, a lot of the stuff stand even in the forums. Um, now, we do have clear rules in the forums. Right, where we don't, and and I and I adhere strictly to those, but I'll let a few things pass if they're being constructive. If you know, if, if they're if they're constructively saying, okay, uh, here's uh, this is what I believe uh, where you're wrong, or this is what if a it's good one there you know.
1: is uh, is kind of fits in with the topic of this. I've seen post on the two-way radio forum, um, sort of where people will post a message. Deliberately telling you how to circumvent certain laws in certain countries yeah, or how to modify that's devices. that's why we don't that, allow. Yeah, that will break law. That is allow. not allowed. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes people will be more like discussing uh, the laws themselves or what can and can't be done. And, and you know, maybe there's more of a, a line there where. That's, uh, that's different
0: because yes. you are you have to take advantage of the context. Yes. That the, that the, uh, the tone of the message and the context where the discussion was going, well, what their intent was.
1: I think come by, go to two-wayradioforum.com, check out the site. We have put a lot of work into getting it upgraded and moved over to the, this new modern discourse platform. I think that if you're interested in talking about two-way radios online or having a conversation about it, I think you'll like it. Give it a shot. I like it. So,
0: too. I like it. <laughs> so do I'm I. I'm sure you'll like it too. Well, we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at TwoWayRadioForum.com. Speaking of. Our first one comes from Neil, and uh, he wants to know, we are considering using a MERS frequency during a fire emergency in a rural area when power is out. Phones are not available, and to communicate between neighbor leaders... Life and or property would be at risk, and we're led to believe the FCC will allow greater than two watts of power in those situations. Can you verify that? And that's from Neil. As far as I know, it's limited to watts. I don't know of any situation where you allow more power. Now, there are situations, I know, on uh, if you have a different radios that in, in a dire emergency um, the FCC will allow you to use any frequency available to, to transmit an emergency message. Yeah, I um, believe
1: that's a general FCC rule, yeah. not specific to MERS, that, hey, if you're in a life-threatening situation, do what you need to do. Don't worry about the FCC yeah. rules. But it sounds like you're planning <laughs> to <laughs> use MERS... Uh, you know, if, if you're planning ahead at this point, I would say maybe use a service that allows the wattage that you're planning on using. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure how the FCC views this or what the specific rules are. But to me, it sounds like you're planning. I mean, you're putting a lot of planning into this. You're saying I want to use MERS frequencies. um, it, it but I'm gonna use radios that are higher power than MERS or probably aren't approved for MERS use. I mean if you're if you're planning ahead, I would say maybe plan to use equipment that meets the FCC's rules. Yeah. Like uh, perhaps GMRS would be a good option because there's no upper limit on GMRS. No. Um uh, <laughs> the the thing about uh GMRS also
0: is that like MERS. Now one thing about MERS is that maybe you can't boost the wattage, but you can put on a, a an antenna that w- you can add an external antenna that would maybe boost your range a little bit, which sometimes can actually be um, more uh, powerful than than adding an extra watt or two. So there's an option there because MERS will allow for a removable antenna. But uh, GMRS will also do that. You can, if if you can find a regular are you sure straight
1: MERS, will allow for removable antenna.
0: Yeah, the, the uh, MERS antennas are, are allowed to be removed. We did, we cover that before.
1: Oh, there's so much that we cover. <laughs> I my, my brain just can't hold it all anymore.
0: Now GMRS, you can also, if it's a straight GMRS radio that has removable antenna, you can you can remove the antenna and maybe put on. Uh, you know, an external antenna that will allow you to to um, reach a little bit farther as you need in an emergency. Uh, but, it, then of course, if you're using one of the, the hybrid, the older hybrid FRS-GMRS radios, those are going to be attached to the radio, and you won't be able to do that. But if you have a GMRS-only radio that has a removable antenna, uh, then, then that's an option as well. Of course, you need to get your GMRS license, but My, that's not too difficult. Uh,
1: my suggestion would honestly be now with GMRS. I think the problem with GMRS is you're going to have the licensing issue.
0: Yeah. If you're yeah.
1: if you're doing neighborhood security and several neighbors are, are going to be using radios, technically for GMRS, everyone would need their own individual license. That's true. Honestly, the way I would do it is a a business license. Um, mm. We mm. have. Uh, licensed quite a few neighborhood watch um, individuals um, in the past, and that does qualify for a business license. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could have, like if you have an HOA or something like that, it, it works really, really well. But even an individual that is using the radios for the purpose of emergency preparedness um, for a neighborhood, that's issued frequencies. And and um, I believe our licensing would be about, 450, $450, and that would get you several simplex frequencies. Mm-hmm. And um I would guess based on the, the wording of the question there, most likely they've got non-MERS radios like UV five Rs or something yeah, like that probably. that they're just gonna be programming frequencies into. So if you get the um the business license yeah. at $450 several simplex frequencies, you're going to have dedicated frequencies. You're not going to have a a power limit and you're going to be legal and you'll be able to use um, most radios as long as they're commercial part 90 type accepted. So that's, that's probably the best solution.
0: Yeah. I was just rereading this while you were um, discussing it. And, and uh, yeah, he's, he said we were considering using a MERS frequency uh, he didn't say a MERS radio, MERS frequency. So um, I'm guessing, reading between the lines here, that he, he wants to use a MERS frequency on a non MERS radio, which right. I, I would not recommend doing. Actually. No,
1: a non MERS radio would, no. uh, or a, a MERS radio would not allow you to transmit over the MERS limit anyway. Yeah. So but clearly a non- he's not using but, a MERS radio.
0: Yeah, not a non MERS radio. Uh, it, it, if it's not specifically FCC-type, except if you're using and You don't really want to do that. Um, our, our other question here comes from uh, Mitmar, and uh, he wants to know, I just got my GMRS license, and I'd like to know what, if any, is the proper protocol for finding an open channel to use. For example, do I select a channel, give my call sign, and ask if anyone can hear me, then wait for a response, and if I don't get a response, can I then use that channel? Thanks, and that's from Midmar. Oh, 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 oh I know this one. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> Rick? Uh, actually, there there is a, there is a protocol of sorts. It's not anything as um, cut and dry as as ham radio per se, because a ham radio they they say you got to give your call sign at the beginning, the end, every you know, few minutes. And, and the call and that sort of thing, and there are certain protocols. But There is a protocol of sorts that the FCC has set up. Now, if you're licensed, and this applies if you're a licensed GMRS user in the U.S., but you do want to give your signed FCC call sign at the end of every transmission and at least once every 15 minutes during uh, if it's a long conversation. And if there are multiple stations using the same license, you don't really have to ID every station, but it's useful to include a unit number or a name or something of, of, of each station, so it's easier for you to track who who's talking to whom. So it, it's not required, but it's a good practice. The um, There are FCC rules for this, and I think it's a 95.1571 for GMRS station identification in the uh, a Part 95 rules, in, uh, Title 47 in the... Um, in the uh, FCC rules but uh it and it kind of spells it out but i'm not going to read them all here it's just thank you basically <laughs> basically um yeah you 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 really do need to to give a uh, a station id but at the end of the transmission periodically every 15 minutes or so and during a long transmission other than that it's not really and you don't have to give out any special Codes or anything like that. That's it's, it's uh, the really, and some people do. Some people will use some of the, you know, 10 codes and, and, you know, using CB and some of the uh, phonetic codes using in, uh, ham radio and that sort of thing. But that's not really necessary either. You just have a normal conversation. Good deal. So I guess that does it for our comments and questions this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show it by radios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussion at twowayradioforum.com. And I said it slower this time.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: You can, of course, subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on Apple Podcasts, Blueberry.com, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, uh, or on your um, Amazon Echo Uh, Just say, Alexa, play the two-way radio show podcast, and she should comply. If she doesn't, let us know, because uh, she should comply. Uh, Before we go, any other final thoughts?
1: I think you covered it.
0: All right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy2way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Remember that, everyone, use the promo code. Don't uh, don't just buy the radios and, and not use the promo code. I mean, You're wasting a perfectly good promo code by not using it. So we made the, the promo, promo code. code,
1: so use the promo code. Yeah.
0: It's 5% after all. And just for listeners of the Two-Way Radio Show. Um, give us a call at one 800 584 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. And I'm Danny Feemster, And we're out.